Prism FM serving the event industry and live event industry. They've scaled nicely over the past three, four years, now doing about $50,000, $60,000 a month in revenue. They'd raised $2.7 million bucks. They had about 19 on the team. He's now back down to 16 and stopped on new hiring, now burning about call less than $100,000 per month with more than 12 months of runway in the bank to ride out the virus and hopefully emerge uh, stronger on the other side, but not waiting for that to be happy as he focuses on meditating and spending time with his kid here, Cyrus. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Matt Ford. He uh, makes great software for promoters in the form of his company, Prism FM. Uh, he launched his first music tech startup, Spotlight FM, while attending the University of Wisconsin in 2011 and has built from there. Matt, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So you've got a user base. Uh, oh, sorry. You grew Spotlight, I think, to over 250,000 users. Is Spotlight an updated or is Prism an updated version of Spotlight or two separate companies? No, definitely two separate companies. So in a nutshell, Spotlight FM is a marketing platform for major promoters uh, and record labels and music industry brands. Um, Could give you more of a nutshell of what it is another time, but it was a good experience for me to learn how the industry works and to build some relationships. But I, uh, I sold my shares in that company eight years ago now. And Prism is a totally new thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so walk us through. You came on the show, I believe it was back in October of 2018. Uh, at that point, you were serving, I think, about 133 customers. How are these customers using you? Um, how, are you sorry uh, to ask your question. Like, what what is the software doing? Just a refresher there. Or yeah, no, no. T- tell us how customers are using the platform. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Um, well, there's how they're normally using it, and then there's like COVID times using it. Yeah, uh, do do both. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I actually was really looking forward to having this conversation during COVID, so I could have a a moment in time to look back on. But yeah, I mean, COVID set aside, Prism is like the sales force for the live music industry. Um, so our customers are concert promoters, people who own venues or put on events, specifically music events or comedy events or Broadway events, and then. Uh, also talent agents as well. Uh, and on the venue side of our business, we service everyone from small clubs, 200 capacity, lower even, all the way up to arenas that have 20, 30,000 people. And um, the the process of putting on a concert is just extremely detail-oriented. So something like Salesforce or HubSpot just doesn't work all that well. Prism was purpose-built to map out the uh, the way that someone actually puts on a live event. And that's from from contracting all the way through settlement and counting up ticket sales and, and figuring out how much, how much you made, how much you're paying the artists. And then, you know, having all the financial tools to, uh, to, to make sense of your books over a quarter or a year or whatever it might be. Um, outside of, uh, financial tools, it also has a lot of like, uh, time saving, uh, automation built into it. So the people who are in charge of like running the venue, log into there to kind of keep track of tasks and the people who are marketing the event, use Prism as like a central place to store information. So it's really just one place for the concert, uh, for the concert business to kind of, to kind of work. So fast forward now to like COVID times, right? iHeartRadio does the living room concert. How do you like pivot your software? So like you're serving that new use case. Yeah. So, um, that's a great question there. Um, there's, the, the, the answer is we're fully focused on optimizing for when the industry kind of, you know, phoenixes or whatever emerges from this time. Um, you know, our, I'm running through scenarios of, okay, if it happens in quarter three, if it happens in quarter four, it happens in quarter one of next year, you know, making sure that we have momentum for when that happens and, you know, mm-hmm. not run way on the other, other side uh, uh, to, make, to make sense of it. So once again, we're, 
our hypothesis is that there is an industry to serve on the other side of this and, you know, fully optimizing and keeping momentum for that when that, when that happens. And during this time, we're taking a lot of, we're taking advantage of the downtime to really improve the product. And a lot of our customers are, you know, tightening the belt and uh, figuring out ways that they can be, they can do more with less and be more efficient. So we're using this time to implement parts of Prism that they haven't been able to implement because they've just been moving too fast. So the day-to-day is relatively normal. I mean, our industry is hurting, so it's scary. But you know, our customer, our customer success team is spending time getting our current customers more integrated, uh, and our product team is moving faster than ever. And in terms of the uh, music industry, um, the average venue is either you know doing things like you mentioned, like trying to put on digital events and whatnot, and Prism still kind of works for that. But a lot of the, what they're doing is stacking the fall for for shows. So get ready for like God willing that you know this is cleared by the fall. If it is, get ready for the most crazy you know lineup of live music concerts you've ever seen. Like all the festivals that rescheduled to the fall, all the major tours. There's going to be a customer facing problem, which is like, what concerts do I go to? And exactly. I was going to say every all my keynotes that were like throughout the year that have now been canceled are all now saying Nathan, can you like block off this date in October? For like yeah. when we reschedule it. And like I've had to say no to some because they're all trying to reschedule in the same like four, you know, three, four week window before holidays. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing a lot of our customers use Prism for right now. And um, it was in our product roadmap to make it easier to move concerts around the platform. We went ahead and advanced those features uh, to kind of be responsive to the crisis and do things for our customers that really matter. Another thing that we're moving forward is our financial reporting tools. A lot of them like deeply need to understand like how much money is coming in, like what what is my what is my operating expenses over the next few months, and Prism helps with that. So we're advancing and optimizing those. What tools. had you grown to, Matt? So before the virus hit, how many customers were active on the platform? Yeah, so um, I think you know you said 130. I think there was some ambiguity in there. I, I'd have to look back, but um, I think it was 40 like primary accounts that were booking 130 venues. Got it. Yeah, we might have one account that goes in, you know, goes into 40 rooms or whatever, but it's quite a bit bigger now. So we have 150 unique accounts and they're going into over 1600 venues now around the country. Okay, wow. Okay, and and do do each of those unique accounts still pay? I think you told me the average one pays like 300 400 bucks a month. Uh yeah, yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. Okay, so I mean, that puts your monthly revenue at somewhere like 50, 60,000 bucks a month. Is that about right? Uh, yep. In that area. Okay. So how do you, so I appreciate what you're saying about like preparing for the Phoenix moment, but like, how do you make sure you get there? Like specifically if you see a bunch of churn customers and like no event revenue, how do you pay your developers? How do you pay engineers? How do you pay your own, you know, your own stuff? How do you make sure you have cash flow to get there? Yeah. So for right, for right now, it's just a lot of modeling. Uh, by the way, the new, new kids are running around in the background. So my son might storm. No problem. That would be fine happens yeah, there he is. bring him in bring him in he's a guitar player or a drummer uh he's a guitar player nice what's his name uh so cyrus Let's tell him to wave cyrus what's up man hey wave say hi <laughs> i'll be right back to you okay <laughs> yeah you can matt you can mess with it no big deal man um i love that so yeah so the, the reason i'm asking you this question specifically is i, I believe you've done most well, no, you did raise some, you raised 2.7 million, huh? Well, okay. Yeah. So we did. So yeah, to answer your question, like, how are we keeping things going right now? Um, it was a scary moment. I would say three weeks ago and you're in Austin when South by Southwest canceled, like a lot of kind of what is going to happen with the world. Like, 
And I, I think a lot of that is still going on, but the first week was just kind of like survival mode, like, you know, 14, 15 hour days, just trying to scramble and figure out what was going on. Um, and, you know, talking to my advisors and plugging into the world and seeing what I should do. And the consensus was, you know, what, what the hypothesis that I drew is I needed to tighten the belt as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So pretty much immediately we slashed a good amount of the, the budget and without going into detail, I would just say like non-critical expenses. Yeah. Um, God, he's just, no, no, up. go bring him in. It's okay, Matt, if you have to right. do both. I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a meeting right now. This is the beauty, folks. During COVID, stay at home. I got to still do podcast interviews, family run around. This is how it works. <laughs> Cyrus, what's up, man? Is he shy? He's a little shy. A little shy. All right, we'll let him be shy. <laughs> we'll let him be shy. Um, yeah. Okay, so you 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 cut expenses. Yeah. So, so zooming zooming back, the the um, we use this as an opportunity to tighten the belt. Um, re- reevaluate our budget. There was a lot of variable expenses that were just super obvious to cut, you know, like spending ten, twenty thousand dollars a month on conferences or whatever it might be, or our travel, like those went out the window instantly. Um, there were a handful of hires that were coming up that we just had to postpone. Um, and you know, sometimes the tough part about running a business is like having to make do some layoffs. So we did that. Um, but really it was all in the spirit of protecting the core team so that we could, uh, so that we could, we could, we could emerge. So right now I, I, once again, I ran scenarios for quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, and the end of quarter five. And like realistically, I'm revisiting that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love this. We're getting, we're getting business secret. We're going to call rename the show business secrets from Cyrus. (laughs) So Matt, when you were on the show, yeah, I love that. When you were on the show a while ago, you you were at a team of nine. So what did you scale up to? And then now what are you back down to? Yeah, we're back down to 16. We were at 19. We were about to go to 23. Okay. So yeah. So thankfully, once again, those three, there was four in the woodworks. Those we just cut down immediately. Um, and I really like, we have cash reserves. So we're relying on the cash reserves. We haven't had we haven't had a crazy amount of churn yet. We have had some people that are just in great, like they're cut off from their revenue. So they've reached out and have asked for help. Um, there's been a lot of people saying, Hey, can we delay, but uh, can we delay payment or can we, um, you know, can we cut, you know, can we go from a thousand dollars a month to $500 a month or a thousand dollars a month to a hundred dollars a month? And we're, you know, proactively playing the good guy role in those yeah. situations. Of course. Well, so, so how much of the, so of the 2.7 million you raised, I mean, how much have you been able to like basically keep in the bank to ride this out? Yeah. The, the, the luckily, I mean, we closed it in December, so it was okay. the, we okay. fully closed around December. So the vast majority of it, Got um, it. that's December of 2019. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, when, when we talked, I think there was like a series of events that happened that made me want to, um, fix the fundamentals of the company such that we weren't as reliant on outside funding to, to always get to the next level and that we found more of a balanced approach between like growth and profitability. And I think by actually focusing on profitability, it actually allowed us to grow more. Like maybe this, there's this perception out there. Like if you're not, if you're not like spending out your socks and just focusing on growth, you're not innovating or you're not like, you're not on the cutting edge. But I found that as we focused on running a tighter ship, we've innovated more and more. And this, this COVID situation accelerated us into that. So I've, I've timed the company up to the point where if we emerge from this in three months from now, which like maybe that's possible, maybe that's not, 
we're a, we're a 15 times more fundamentally sound business with a better cash position because we adjusted from where from how we were spending in the past. And then not only at that moment, moment are we in a better cash position, but into the future as well. So that's really what my focus is on is, you know, when, if this emer- when this emerges, having a more fundamentally sound company and, you know, also like that's outside of my control. So I'm going to run five or six scenarios into the future and like be ready to cut, you know, accordingly. And hopefully this doesn't last 17 months yeah. into the future. I mean, at that point, at that point, there's a real situation there where like, do we want ice completely? Uh, I mean, uh, publicly traded companies are going to start falling map at that point, you know, I don't know who has 17 months or 18 months. And, uh, well, so Matt, what have you, so what have you been able to get your monthly burn down under, like, are you back under like a hundred grand a month burn? Uh, right around there. Okay. Got it. So, I mean, that's one key question that every SaaS founder is asking is like, how many months of runway should I plan for? It sounds like you've extended to now you've got like, it sounds like way more than 12 months of runway in the bank. Oh yeah. Way more. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, I mean, in our most in our most pessimistic projections, we're around seventeen months. In our most optimistic projections, we're you know back to profitability, and we can just decide on how we want to intelligently intelligently grow the company. Yeah, yeah I did, sweetie. I'll be right back down. I'll, I did hear you, sweetie. I love it. I, I love it. This is part of how it works. <laughs> you can pick them up if you want, Matt. Whatever you need to do to be comfortable. Uh, uh, yeah. And then <laughs> I love it. All right. So good. So you've got plenty of runway left. Um, you, you raised 2.7, obviously total to date. You've, it sounds like driven nice growth though, right? I mean, last time we came on the show, 40 customers at, you know, 300, 400 bucks a month, that was like 15 grand a month in revenue. You're now up again, 50, 60. I mean, that's nice, nice growth. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, th- those are all <laughs> intentionally kind of ballparking right now. Cause we're like, you know, <laughs> Yeah, just to keep those numbers somewhat internal. But yeah, there's been really good growth in the last few years. Uh, he's, just, like, he's messing with you now. He know, he knows. <laughs> we we doubled the company since July. Wait, what is it right now? Yeah, no, since since August, we doubled the company uh, in terms of revenue. Um, that was that was the case in March. Yeah. Uh, at the end of March. Well, I love that, that man. Let's, let's wrap up here with the famous five. So you can jump back in and play with Cyrus here. No, number one, favorite, favorite book or any book you're reading. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading Alan Watts autobiography right now. Um, great read. Shout out to my friend Dom who gave it to me. Uh, really, really enjoying it. I, you know, Alan Watts is like become super popular, even though he died in the seventies because he's so charismatic and has some great perspective on spirituality and reading his autobiography has been awesome. Yeah. Number two, is there a founder you're following or studying right now? Um, good question. Right now, uh, right now I'm like, you know, fully into this whole COVID movement and like, you know, being as sharp, being as strong of a leader as I can for my team right now. So I guess I'm following myself and like (laughs) spending the extra time combing every part of the budget and, going the extra mile for customers, for my team, like hopping in on CS level stuff, you know, like not being just like hopping in on whatever I can. If we need to import data right now and there's manual clicking, like I'm willing to do it. So I'm putting so much time on myself right now that I'm that. Yeah, that's really it. in the past. I said Elon Musk, but no, yeah, right now. And you literally have your hands full. Uh, n- number three, what's your favorite online tool for building prism? The, my favorite online tool. Uh, good question. Um, managing virtual workforce and I think you've signed up for to help you do that. We, we're, 
I mean, Zoom right now is amazing uh, just because we're doing all this remote stuff. Um, I'll give a shout out to Pendo. Pendo allows us to track our customer data, um, like see who's clicking into what. And that's giving us really key insight right now about like who's falling off the map. That you know, it lets us be proactive and make calls, and um, and it's and it's so detailed that we can look into every single button that's being clicked and like look at all that data. Um, yeah, down to down to that level, level of granularity. So it's really impressive software. Number three, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, on a, I sleep is sleep is key right now. So I'm trying to optimize for like eight or nine. Um, you know, I I turn my phone off at night. I meditate every day. I at night I meditate every morning. If I I've been waking up at like four, just my mind racing. And what I do is I go and meditate, and that lets me go back to sleep. So sleep's very important to me. I try to get eight or nine. Long story short, it probably ends up being like six. He says that he wants me to call you on the phone. It's clearly not going to happen. That's so funny. All right, and situation: married, single kiddos. We only have one kid. No, yeah, no, single, uh, one, one kid. I'm a, I'm a co-parent though. So, uh, his a mom and I have been splitting time, but she's been, she's been carrying a really heavy load. So really, really appreciate her. And when I, when I have him, it's just me. So right now he's watching a lot of magic school bus, which I would, <laughs> I got to still keep running the company. So it's really the only option. And even, even sometimes it doesn't work as you're witnessing now. <laughs> I think it works great. It adds a nice element. All right. And how old are you, Matt? Uh, I'm 30. Last question. Take us back 10 years. What do you wish you knew when you were 20? Okay. Uh, great question. When I was 20, I love the answer that I gave last time, which was uh, be, be willing to go through the experiences that like build courage or perseverance. Um, this time around, I'll take it a step deeper. And um, hmm, all right. What I, I was 20. Believe in myself. Yeah, that's a lesson that I've learned lately is to really believe in myself, who I am as a founder, as a person. Um, and then it also goes up into like believing life in the bigger picture, which has been a huge thing for me for COVID. Yeah. Um, and the way I'm getting through that is pursuing unconditional happiness. So unconditional peace. I'm not not waiting for COVID to pass to feel to feel peace. I love that. Guys, wrapping up here with Matt and Cyrus. This is what it looks like. You got to run the company from home, but he's grown nicely. Prism FM serving the event industry and live event industry. They've scaled nicely over the past three, four years, now doing about $50,000, $60,000 a month in revenue. They'd raised $2.7 bucks. They had about 19 on the team. He's now back down to 16 and stopped on new hiring, now burning about call it less than $100,000 per month with more than 12 months of runway in the bank to ride out the virus and hopefully emerge uh, stronger on the other side, but not waiting for that to be happy as he focuses on meditating and spending time with his kid here, Cyrus. Matt, thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, well put. Thank you. Appreciate the call.